I believe in GMing with consent. Previously on Girl by Sunlight, Trinity cleans up after an attack by a stone giant, Lovely has mysterious dreams, and Fashe makes fun of an old woman. Definitely leadership material, this guy. Okay, so I think this is uh, maybe the time for us to to do the war council scene. Yes, mm-hmm. war council. Sounds like a plan. So we see the inside of the Arboretum, and we see the... Did we decide that it has little spaces for each of the lower? I think we decided that you can actually go from any shrine to the Arboretum. Oh, through the power of pure magic. Yeah, through the power of pure magic. Yeah. Uh, And so we see, uh, you know, the big stonework platform, a big tree, like little dazzling lights coming out of the the center of it. You know, we see shrines and shrubbery and all kinds of beautiful plants. I think Solange at one point, was it Solange that was digging uh, like a little lake? Who was working on that? The healing space. Lovely actually started on that. Oh, okay, yeah. So Lovely has been working on a healing space, uh, which is like a little a little water pool, uh, which is still just like a divot in the ground at the moment. And yeah, the War Council convenes. Who's the first to arrive? I think uh, Fashe has been there for a while, and he's still going through that book. And he has, he has the old man glasses on. The Arboretum is accessible outside of the, the shrines, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. That Violin just walks in um, casually uh, a little bit after and um, begins giggling as she sees him. Oh, man. We did decide that it's about Loa, that, that it's going to be the Loa. I mean, it's, it's implicit that everyone in the group knows who you are in and out, except for the whole lovely Legba thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's the lovely Legba thing. Is Legba showing up? Or is Lovely showing up? I think everyone else can just show up as they are, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, you can show up then transform, but but Legba has to dramatically reveal themselves fully transcended already. Yeah. I mean, even if they didn't have to, that's what they'd do. It's important. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, Fashe is scowling at uh, Violine and uh, says makes reading easier do you read can you yeah i can but you look totally adorable yeah he can't he can't deal he takes the glasses off and he closes the book he says uh, everyone is late although no one is late yet the important thing was to show up just before you killed each other yeah drums in the background darkness wells up from like the low points in the arboretum and then yeah from around behind the tree, Legba. Don't worry, he wouldn't dare kill me. No? Not even if you kept talking about his adorable glasses? Well, they are very adorable. So you agree? I do. I think Fashe transcends. <laughs> He's like, I am not going to take it. Letters will lead you with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he is a uh, transcendent sequence plays and uh, we see Ursuli. uh she still wears like her three 
three three wedding rings and uh, she still is wearing like a, a beautiful dress but there's still two scars on her cheek and her skin is darker than like usual very very important question uh is Ursley wearing the glasses i think no this is this is too serious so she's not she's not playing with it so uh she's not wearing the glasses oh Okay, fine. At, at some point, we will definitely see Ursula in the glasses. Don't worry. Okay. All right, war council commence. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. She looks both at uh, Legba and at Violine with, like, a smile. And she says, I think this is not the time to be picking at the poor boy, don't you? I wouldn't say he was a poor boy, Sure. It does him good to loosen up sometimes. It would do us good to straighten up, maybe. This is, uh, and she she points to to the place. She says, this is no longer safe. We were never safe, but we thought we were. That was a mistake. We need to find out more. I've been going through the books. And I've been talking to Leora. Her voice breaks. But everything is such a mess. It's, it's such a long history. The blight has been here forever. We need to go and see for ourselves where, where, it, where it is, where it gathers. Or at least where it comes from, right? Yes. You're talking about a source? The source? Yes. This fight... It's been with the city forever. I think it's the time when we, uh, when we finish it. And we, to do that, we need to find where the source of it is. We need someone to show it to us. Navigating the systems of Ark are not in any of our skill sets. Ursula nods with the thoughtfulness and she says, I think, I think maybe we can speak to Marinette. What a intriguing idea. I have some people, contacts, who could help you if you'd like, if you don't mind protecting some extra humans on this trip. Hmm. The boy will mind, but we will be fine. And she... Even if it's someone he doesn't like very much? Someone he has to take care of other times. You know he gets protective. That's why you like him, isn't it? I like him because he's adorable in glasses. And she kind of smiles. All of us grin at this. There's a girl with a penchant for dreaming. It will let her interact with the blights. I'll send her with you. She will listen to me if I visit her. Yeah, I think Erzuli uh, realizes who you're talking about because, like, she has all the she has all the Fache's memory. Yeah, we're playing up the gap between them right now, but normally yeah. the characters are much more closely meshed together. Yeah, and she says, "Oh, yes, that that is going to be interesting." I guess that's the that's the plan, right? We. I like the idea of making it so that someone has to like try to recruit Lovely for this, even though yeah. she already knows and is on board. Yeah. That sounds like just a funny freeform scene. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. This is amazing. 
maybe it's going to be like the a social link scene or something. <laughs> <laughs> they think there's there's one little moment that I want to have with Legba. Legba, uh, like he's about to fade away, and Ursula steps closer to him and puts a hand on his on his arm and says, "You know you can trust us, right? You can trust us with whoever it is." I can, yes, but is who they are really important? What if it changes? We've had vessels die before. The others can't handle that. They need to. Um, no, nobody's gonna die. I think Ursula turns to Violine and like says, not in a way Fache would say it, but like very kindly. She says, "Everyone eventually dies, Violine." Yeah, but it doesn't mean now or like next week or next month or next year. We are at war. People will die. No! She's just going to deny it. And uh, Rosalie just shakes her head. As long as I'm here, does it matter who calls me in? As long as they're willing? Matters to the boy. And the girl. <laughs> maybe. As we, as we succeed and strive, maybe they'll get to meet you. I do know they have so many thoughts about each and every one of you in either form. Hmm. For now, though, we will play it safely. We'll find what we should actually be doing instead of just playing this defensive game, watching the city crumble around us piece by piece. I think this is the, the scene? You have like a little like we are in agreement moment and then we, we dissipate. Y'all are great. I just want you to know that. Mm-hmm. We are. <laughs> you are great. You're the one who sets all this up. You're a great GM. Yeah, shocks. But yeah, I like that Ursula calls Fashe the boy and is very <laughs> concerned about them. That's so cute. Yeah, yeah. Fashe has been like really, really, he was really embarrassed by the whole glasses thing. So he was hiding really, really, really hard. So Ursula kind of t- took over. Totally. Yeah, that that made that worked. That's a cute dynamic between the two of them. Anyway, we still have like obligations and downtime actions to to do. Yep. Lovely, you have two and Violine, you have one. Oh, and Fashe, you haven't done your obligation yet. I think I can just roll my obligation. We don't have to play out a scene. Yeah, we can do just a brief in yet. Like, what, what kind of business do you get up to for your obligation? I think that's, like, still cleaning up the shrine. And maybe one of the things that, like, Fashade really wants to find a person who can rebuild it, like, right away. Because just, this is the middle of the city. Uh, this is the university. If there's just, like, a shrine, a destroyed shrine in the middle of the city, it, like, bothers him to be uh, to, to see it. Also, because of many other different, you know, fields-related reasons, he wants to rebuild the shrine. So he is uh, probably going, looking for person who can work stone and who is uh, isn't doing something else really important right now. But because like a lot of the people are dealing with the aftermath of the attack. Ah, I see. 
so we see with like maybe a couple different pieces of the the statue of Leora, and um, uh, it's like that delicate gesture, like of holding a pocket watch, except one of the fingers is broken off, and it's broken off at the wrist. And you've also found like the forearm, and then you're uh, we see you like talking to a mason and talking to them about whether there's any possibility of putting all this back together. Yeah. And uh, I got a three, so it is like more directly stressful because, you know, it's stressful. It's a destroyed uh, Loa statue of uh, his friend. And also he has to go and talk to people. And probably also one of the things is that everyone has other things, very important things that they are doing right now. Yeah. And so I think what it is, is like, there's the first part where you're like, can you put these two pieces together? And they kind of sit back and they tap their chin. And then they're like, all right, you know, maybe. And then you pull out another piece and then they look a little bit more intimidated. And then you pull out another piece and then they start to get overwhelmed. And it's starting to sink in that this is going to take a long, long time. Yeah, that they're they're going to have to make a new statue and like do everything anew. Yeah. That's a bummer, but there you go. Okay, that's me done. All right. Lovely, you got two downtime actions, and Veline, you got a downtime and an obligation. I, I, we need to, I need some investigation of the darkness. We need it up at like two, maybe three, for us to actually succeed in this upcoming sequence we've got. Yep. Help me out, GM. Investigate the darkness. How should I do that right now? You've... We're pretty much moving from like a neutral point into an aggressive, but we have very few ties that let us move forward. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like uh, trying to figure out like what the landscape looks like uh, as you go farther into blight territory, basically. Probably the person who would know the most about this would be probably Kareen. So talking to Kareen is a good way to find out like what's deeper and deeper into blight territory. Fashe also has been but i think he his memories are like very fragmented oh yeah that's a good point yeah fashe is also a good person to talk to so it could be you having a conversation with fashe hmm. maybe talking with with fashe is the wrong thing dreaming with fashe spying on fashe's dreams oh wait no that's less good ooh i like this but is okay. it more effective yeah if it isn't more effective, it's certainly got more gravitas, which is like almost the same thing. Flipside moment. Marina, what is your opinion on this? Uh, I would love Legba to spy in Fashe's dreams. It's uh, incredibly traumatic and an invasion of privacy. I'm all for it. That's, that's all I was looking to hear. <laughs> then there's, I think maybe Marina, I will send you two pictures because I want to give you freedom to define what Fashe's dreams look like. Yeah. But you can, I'll give you two pictures and you can incorporate them into uh, the things that you remember. I won't tell you what they are, but uh, you can draw on them for inspiration. How does that sound? Yeah, definitely. I love the idea of like you giving Marina clues, which she then describes for me to roleplay Legba, like examining in Fashe's dream, and then me trying to describe to everyone what they actually mean based on my role. Yeah, that's. I love. I love just the chain of mess that that is. I'll, I'll try to. I'll try to gently nudge things if it feels like it's going too crazy. But I think this will be a fun way to do this. I think I like leaning towards perceive in this case. 
in this case, yeah, I think I want to just perceive like in Fashe's mind as they're dreaming, what is he thinking about? And what does he see when he pictures the darkness? I think it's uh, a featureless gray room at first. You can see Fashe is like sitting in the room uh, on the floor and uh, Fashe almost can't move. You can you can see that his uh, that in his dream he perceives that he can't move, and uh, his body seems wrong, like something something broke there or something like went terribly, and uh, then a, a door opens and uh, a person in uh, heavy armor walks in, and uh, a person has one glowing cybernetic eye that almost blinds like everything and uh, the world turns into gray street maybe not a street maybe like a bridge over a huge abyss and everything around is just very fuzzy because as I said Fache's uh, memories are fucked up you can see in the in the distance, like Fache is seeing this huge metal like carapace, like a dome that shines like with metallic metallic shine. And uh, there's this voice that says, like, you're useless. And it's like useless, useless, useless echo. Yeah, I think Fache gets dropped off the bridge like someone just pushes him off and uh, he doesn't fall all the way because like that's a dream (laughs) do you think he falls into scraggly rocky kind of grass path and you can see like blood on the path and this big dome in the distance is still there but Fache needs to uh, go away. Yeah. I think that's kind of All right. the dream. In that case, tell me how you really feel as I make this dice roll to figure out what I understand of it. Oh, not bad. That's uh, four gives me two segments plus one. Three segments is enough to fill in your investigation clock. Cool. Oh, we're, we've got one again at least. I think maybe like the rocky terrain, there's something that that seems familiar with that rocky terrain. And that's kind of how you might might be able to... It's, it's familiar ground. Like we recognize this location. It might be not like this exact location, but maybe just, oh, this is, these are the, these mountains. It looks like these mountains and uh, probably somewhere somewhere behind them or like inside the this bridge yeah and so uh you're seeing like this this dome nestled uh amongst the peak of a bunch of mountains and uh you remember when you were out in the like the the marshland like the oil fields uh you remember seeing uh like a mountain range in like the foggy haze far 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 in the distance yeah all of this there's this impression in the dream of this huge space that's like filled with stuff filled with these 
empty uh, gray buildings and like the these metallic this metallic dome and uh, there's this feeling that wherever it's hiding like it's it can't be hiding for long if we go anywhere near it we will be able to find it because it's like such a huge huge space and there's like this mega structure essentially uh yeah and so you have like a, a at least a point of reference and a potential landmark to go after hmm. well, that's useful at least so while we're there if we if we find the right place we'll know it yeah right. it's like uh, maybe we can climb the uh the tallest mountain and from from the tallest mountain we will be able to see like mm-hmm. this huge thing as long as we don't have to swim the widest oceans as well and then have like some soul searching discovery on the side it's not what i signed up for soul searching discoveries are non optional in this game i don't know if you're aware of what's going on what this is an outrage i want a refund so yeah y'all are doing pretty well on your investigation clock also on the side note lovely watching from behind legba's eyes is slightly traumatized by what happened to fashe and how their dreams go even more so from the fact that those don't seem to be any worse than normal nightmares for him yeah so that leaves us with one lovely downtime and one of each for Vilene. Vilene is going to deliver the shit out of some packages. Deliver those packages. Uh, yeah, gosh, maybe it's something to do with the cleanup. What's a good delivery that you could do that's related to uh, restoring the city? I mean, she could deliver anything in her cargo bike. So maybe some tools or maybe uh, some... Well, may- maybe she delivers some fun... Um, uh, how do I say decorations to like re make the make make the areas that got affected pretty again? Because it's a day or two afterwards or three, and I imagine people have been cleaning up a lot. Hmm. I think people are like trying to have like this whole elaborate rope set up to try to pull the guardian of Renity back into place at its spot next to the university. And so, I don't know, maybe you went on a snack run for all of them and you're bringing, oh, yeah. like, all of the, uh, the the drinks and food and stuff to keep them nourished? Yeah, no, that was perfect. Cool. So we see you with your, your bike, uh, like, loaded up to the brim with snacks for, like, this huge work crew that is, in, that is going about this task. Yeah, how, how, do, how does this go? How's it going for you? Am I still on the way or are we already arriving? Uh, it can be whatever you're interested in. Because I imagine that it's more f- more, more fun to see if she keeps all the, the snacks in the in the cargo cart while she's yeah, keep, maxing across the roof. Totally. Keep keep it from uh toppling uh toppling out of your basket and falling all over the pavement. And keep Alejandro from from eating everything. Yeah, and keep Alejandro <laughs> from eating snacking on the carrots and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, so maybe you're riding uh, across a path through like rooftop gardens and big trees and that kind of stuff. And you're riding in the direction of the university. I think you're riding along the rooftops and then you get to like, there's a rooftop train station that leads onto the clatter. And you're able to hop onto the, the train rail and use it as a faster way to get down to the university. Um, and it's sort of like a big roller coaster. Like you just kind of hold on and you brace for your life and then you uh, ride down the slope. So let, let's see how well this goes for you. <laughs> I have no bonus dice for this. Not bad. It's a five. 
Yeah, and so uh, you got the wind in your hair. Uh, Alejandro did get into some of the snacks, uh, but then hands you one of the snacks, and so it's you're you're pretty happy. I mean, I am. <laughs> and you see like a, a train coming up the opposite tracks, uh, and you feel the wind of it rush past you as it like clatters by, and you wave to uh, the people inside. There's like a, a, a teenager uh, who is sitting reading a book who loops absolutely startled. You head down to the university and you get to the work crew and people find all the snacks a very welcome relief. Hey. Well, well, lovely then. In both senses of the way of saying lovely. <laughs> all right. Y'all are one and one. Uh, lovely. Do you have an action you want to do? I think I think Lovely's she's going to do something a little weird. For the healing space, uh, she's going to work on it a little bit more. I think after she finishes that, her obligation, the new pawns, I think one of them has to be like removed. So what she does is there's too many fish now. I think as the ponds, as the healing space gets filled up, I think she's going to like let some fish live in it and make it into like kind of like a koi pond. Yeah, a, a place to keep the, uh, the fish who need to be healed. I like this. It's a metaphor. <laughs> It's a metaphor. It's a fish metaphor. A fish metaphor. The healing of the fish is a metaphor. Well, more like a direct comparison to people being healed by it, obviously. Thank you, Captain. Now, I want to leverage this to be flow, but I feel like I don't know what to roll for digging a hole deeper and then filling it with water and then putting fish in it should be. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like caring for the fish, right? I think is the way to... Uh... To frame it? Compassion would be, I'm caring for someone else's needs. Is that empathize then? Empathize feels like a good one. All right, good. I'm terrible at empathizing. I mean, it does look like it could be flow. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, When you flow, you move with grace and adapt to your circumstances. Yeah, I guess like that kind of creative thought of like, oh, hey, I was going to dig this thing to make a healing space. Hey, let's put a bunch of fish in here. Yeah, but I need space to put the fish. Aha, I found a combination. All right, that's that's enough to assuage my my guilt about exploiting my good stats. So let's go with flow. <laughs> oh my goodness. You finished the healing space. Well done. <laughs> that is five ticks. Yep, it is maxed out. Congratulations. There we go. I think that's my first crit ever in this game. Yeah, no, I think that might be the first crit ever. Uh, Yeah, so what does this healing space in the Arboretum look like when it's done? I think there's a moment where she's like, she's working on it, she's working on it, she's getting bored, it's not working out well. And then she looks over and she goes like, oh crap, there's like three five-gallon buckets full of fish in there. It's not if I don't feel like finishing it, I have to finish it right now. And she, she ends up like digging out really quickly it's not perfect. It's not the way she wanted it to be, but it's this, it's kind of like this deep U-shaped trough in the ground. So you can like walk down into it and it is up to your shoulders, but then you can just walk right back up out of it again. Totally. And it's been lined with um, black waterproof fabric to keep it from leaking or anything. I, I have a question. Do you get any help from other people when you're doing this? I think I, like, I get halfway through this. I realize it's not working out. And I go and I ask Claudio to see if he like, has anyone who could help me with this. And I explain to him like what I'm trying to do for the fish here because we can't get the other pond restored. So I was going to make another one. And I think, I think he helps me out. Totally. 
Uh, and I think it's actually literally him. Uh, like you, you come and ask him for help. And he says, uh, well, it's for the fish, right? And you see him rolling up his sleeves. And he's like, um, let's go get this done. And I think I think that's what makes it work. Because this has been like Lovely's like pet idea, but she doesn't actually know how to make it happen. And when she asks him for help, he like, goes and less doing the hard work, but more telling her how to do it properly. For once, because she's asking for it, she actually listens to his advice. Yeah, I mean, he's not nearly as old as, like, Frida. He's, like, maybe 50s, early 60s. So he's still capable of some kind of physical labor. He spent his whole life working on farms, so I think he's pretty resilient. So I think he gets in there with you, and I think uh, Ophelia is also doing that dog thing of digging dirt. (laughs) Where it's, like, (laughs) pawing a bunch of dirt out of this hole and helping you dig. And so uh, it takes you, you know, about a day, but you manage to get this thing all dug out. Is there anything like any adornments around this? Like, is there like a little statue uh, or a fountain or uh, like decorations around the rim of the pool? What's the deal here? Um, Maybe the rocks that like com- comprise the rim of the pool are like some kind of pretty rocks. No, no. I think it's something actually slightly disturbing as we like look over the rocks if you like zoom in really closely they're like these kind of dark shiny rocks that have like kind of ropey look to them and as you look at them closer there's like little squiggles and symbols on them that have been like used to line the pool and stuff and at some point we like there's one of them like down in the water and we see like, a couple fish swim past it in the darkness and we see it's a fragment of um of marinette's shrine it's the it's the black lava of Marinette's shrine that's been used to to line and make this pool. Oh, it's like obsidian glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all of it's like really smooth and safe, of course. Right. That's that's what Lovely did. She went and she collected the rubble from Marinette's shrine to do this. Yeah. And the the pool is like a little bit warmer than it should be. Uh, no mm-hmm. matter what the temperature is outside. It's always a little bit warmer than that. I like that. I don't know if that's disturbing or if it's sweet. Why not both? Yeah. Fair enough. This is this is the kind of I love you, so I made you this like pendant that has my blood inside it kind of creepy. Look, look, look. Whatever. Um, yeah. And so yeah, you load all the fish into this tank, uh, and Claudia Elise is kind of uh soaking up to his waist, but he's kind of like sitting against a tree, drying off. And Ophelia is looking, uh, like surveying the three of your work uh, with kind of a, a regal and approving air. And uh, he says, um, so do you think we'll be able to get them back in the tanks after they've had a while to um, heal up? I think so. It looks like something, uh, some kind of ash got into the water, which gave them all toxic shock. You could see it by the way they, their gills turned white earlier when I was catching them. I think we just need a chance to clean out uh, the tanks and check the other ones as well to see if uh, they're getting any ash in them. You were right. It was from the Sun Festival. <sighs> I'm glad you were able to figure it out. I wasn't looking forward to uh, losing out on basil and all of that kind of stuff in the coming season. Well... It should be good. It should be good. Good work today. I'm glad we were able to get these fish rested up. And he kind of peers over the edge into the pool, and we see them kind of swimming around. 
this is this is where we have the scene where it's like the fish swimming around and then we like pan down and we see like what the stones are made out of. Yeah. And I, I almost want to imagine there's like little bubbles that come off of it on occasion. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, yeah. All right, then. Nicely done. You created a healing space. And there we go. The first is that the first addition to our to our series and our base. Yep. Healing space is active. Healing space initiated. There was the practice room, but we bought that with XP. Ah, that's right. Perfect. We got one last downtime action. Violine, what do you get up to? Hmm. Do you want to start on the cruise next upgrade? No. No, no. She wants to save her little honor friend more and help him heal. Ooh, good call. Because I only have two out of eight pips on that. Yeah, so how are you helping them? So, so what I think happens this time is that, um, like, okay, let me set the scene first. They, they would just went on their biking trip. They had, had well, their biking thing. Uh, he stole some snacks, shared a piece of carrot with her. She laughed. They delivered the snacks. They're now driving back, and um, near some, like near some serene place, she stops the uh, the bicycle and sits on uh, sits on the on the edge of the of the cargo basket and um just just wags her her feet a little bit as they hang off the off the ground and uh, she says it sure is pretty here huh hey how have you been feeling lately alejandro i i mean i hope i didn't upset you now that i transcended and you still can't i'm sorry about that care yeah, and alejandro gets very excited when you say this and like hops up under the handlebars of the bicycle and is just making big expansive gestures with their paws and is just like you know essentially making like a a a burring sound that is like wow or like excitement (laughs) and then jumps on top of your head uh and starts like hugging you and shaking back and forth she 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 gives him a little pat on the head and just (laughs) oh that tickles um i um you sure i'm not upset about it I don't want you to feel like you're you're not a part of the team. Yeah, Alejandro kind of like leaps down in front of you and looks up at you and sort of shakes his head. But it's like a little bit like uncertainly. And uh they they hold out both paws and we see like sigils start to appear down their fur and then flicker spark dissipate. And Alejandro just kind of looks down at them and sort of shrugs. Oh, so so when you do the pose, uh, the, you transcend? Because I could do some poses with you if that may help. Yeah, Alejandro uh, seems suddenly very excited about this and nods. And the two of you definitely do yoga together because I love this idea. <laughs> I, I also imagine Jojo poses, but yes, <laughs> just flexing. <laughs> like, look at us, we're powerful lower. Hey, yeah, Jojo poses mixed with yoga. Perfect. Jojo Joker. Um, you may not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. All right. Uh, what action are you taking? This is just a little bit of a cheat thing I do with violin, with always trying to empathize with people, and it's getting a little bit cheesy. I mean, sometimes it's appropriate. Can we think of a more appropriate thing for doing yoga? Because I, I think there is an argument for empathize here because Alejandro is like, playing up being really happy for you but is also kind of disappointed themselves and i think you were kind of picking up on that 
So I, I think there's something there. I will do that. Oof. Alrighty. That's some progress. That's two more pips on the clock. But yeah, and so at the end of this, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, an hour or so of messing around doing yoga, there's another frisson of energy in the air. Uh, runes appear up their arms and down a little bit of their back. And they look at you wide-eyed and start to jump up and down. Uh, and then uh, it's like there's a crackle and almost like an explosion that knocks them backwards or knocks them forwards, rather. And they sort of fall back into the dirt. And they're kind of dazed for a second, and then they get back up, uh, and they look at you excited. Nice. And then uh, she gives him a little ruffle on the head and says, Well, we'll get it next time. You'll be the most powerful one I know. Alejandro flexes. And there he is, Alejandro, hero of the islands. Ooh. And she is like, oh, 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 oh. Like waving her fists in the air, trying to like hype him up. Yeah, he runs circles around you. And then, are you doing this in the Arboretum? Uh, I think a little bit outside. Yeah, so I think he, he grabs you by your pant leg and motions for you to, to come inside into the Arboretum uh, and then goes over to the pool and hops in uh, and does the otter thing of lying on his back and he seems very happy. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. She just goes sit, sit at the edge of the pool. Uh, yeah, so I think that that's it. We did downtime and obligation. Who wants to do the engagement role? Lovely. Yes, I desire. So the crew gets one dice for hope. I hope we don't die. Is this mission particularly heroic or noble? I will say no. Does the mission's goal or methods reflect the darkness inside our characters? Yep. Is the mission falling through on details from the crew's investigation? Yes. Is the darkness well defended here or particularly strong against this? Uh, I'm going to say no. So you're fine. Don't change anything. Two dies. Yay. So they're not prepared for us, is what you're saying. Yes, they are, they are not prepared. No one would be so stupid as to walk in the front door. Does the mission determine the fate of a friend? Yes. Uh, even though we don't know why yet, but we can probably suspect. Does this connect to your mundane life, or is there something holding you back? Also, yes. So those two negate each other. Does the mission's tier exceed the current tier of the investigation track? Nope. So I think that all evens out to one die. Alrighty. Don't kill us. Oh. It's two. This was a two. So it's going to be an interesting mission. I'm excited for all of you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Good Enough Games. If you liked us, tell your friends about us. Our GM is Nell Wilson. Our producer is Marina Conrad. Our music is by Ketza. Our game system is Girl by Moonlight by Andrew Gillis, forged in the dark with the help of John Harper. We will be back next week with more Magical Girls. Meanwhile, you can find us on Twitter at GoodEnoughRPG, all one word, or email us at GoodEnoughRPG at gmail.com. And look, everything is going to be all right. So it's like, mm, you only need four teeth, really. Hey, Jimmy, I'll take unsettling statements for a 500, please.